what is off the groove? It means you've blown the line or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack. Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. Friday, May 29th, episode 134. Happy birthday to my mom. Oh, today's your mom's birthday? Yep, May 29th. Oh, that's right. We talked about that. And your daughter had a birthday earlier? Just just a few days ago, May 24th. Yep. And it's really tough usually because I'm usually gone for both of them. They somehow end up falling on either a weekend or a travel day. I'm usually at Springfield for Memorial Day. So uh, I was actually home, got to spend my my daughter's birthday with her. Uh, we went out and hung out on Saturday, went and had some uh, taco casa, had some fun. But uh, yeah, birthdays. Mom and daughter. My mom's is today. If there's one good thing that came of this whole pandemic coronavirus thing, is that you got to hang out with your daughter on her birthday, and now you're available to wish your mom a happy birthday on Off the Groove. And that worked out good. I mean, that's one good thing about the pandemic, that's for sure. So it was exciting. Uh, I'm ready to get back to racing. You went to some races last weekend. I might have seen a race or two this past weekend. Or two or three or like a bunch. I definitely got my fill, let's just say that. And then some. And, and... What? You're trying to take my job as the announcer? Let's not get into that. <laughs> we don't need to get into that at all. But yeah, no, I, I definitely had an awesome weekend in South Carolina. I had some cool opportunities that I never thought that I would ever ever have in my life. Went through with that. That was fun. Um, No, but we... What? What? It's, it's not as easy It's not as easy as it looks, is it? Dude, I didn't think I could have any more respect for what you do. Um, but I found found a little bit more respect for what you do this past weekend. Let's just leave it at that. But no, man, awesome awesome weekend of racing. Uh, good to see the Flat Track family again, man. I was walking around talking to all kinds of people that I haven't seen since, man, since whew, the end of before the end of last year. I'm telling you, dude, I showed up Saturday. Felt like a damn national. I mean, right. all the haulers were there. Factory Indian, Factory Harley, Yamaha was represented. Honda was there with Richie Morris and Henry Wiles, dude. It was, it was everybody, and then a whole bunch of amateurs, which was really cool, right? Like the whole, the whole idea is that these amateurs got to be at the same event in the same pits and race the same track as the best motorcycle, flat track motorcycle racers in the world. How cool is that? that that's awesome, especially for those amateurs. Uh, I think that needs to start happening more and more on the AFT schedule. I think they're, they're working towards that eventually um, because otherwise when you turn pro, you've never raced the tracks before that only the Grand National guys are racing. So uh, to get their feet wet and go through the steps, go through the routines of what a Grand National is, uh, you know, with practice first and a break. And then it's sometimes it's a little bit different, you know, to get these young up-and-comers ready to race against these fast guys. And it looked like quite a good showing. Uh, Bronson won the, the Pro Twins race on uh, on on Saturday night, and he was flying. Uh, Carver's up there. Breyer's up there. Breyer won the other class in the 450 expert class, 450 pro class, I guess I should say. Dallas Daniels took the, took the win over Wiles. And Trevor Bruner, who we had on here not too long ago, he got third. Yeah, uh, it was it was a good weekend for a lot of different people, man. I think a lot of people were shaking down some stuff, find, trying to find some speed, doing some testing, trying out some things. Um, you know, since it isn't a national, you can, you know, and you have the ability to do that. Um, a lot of people showed speed, man, and at different times throughout the weekend, right? like during the day, during the night, or during the during the day and at night, and even on Sunday, man. Sammy Halbert showed speed. He he wrecked on Saturday, 
and and won the day on Sunday. So a lot of fast lap for some riders. I mean, uh, Rue Sevens, who looked good in Pensacola when they had that race down there not too long ago, looked pretty fast down there in, uh, or up there in South Carolina as well. So uh, a great weekend, man. And like I said, the, the coolest part for me to, to go into those races is, is seeing those amateurs and, and running around. Met this one little girl, dude, who had a chance. Her name's Reese. She had a chance to go to Disney World. But she said, no, I want to take that money and buy a motorcycle and go racing. Wow. Yeah, so she was wow. racing. She was the cutest thing. Uh, super hype on, on on getting out there and racing, like ear-to-ear grin when she's coming off the track every time. Uh, Kristen Beat talked to her for a little bit. It was super cool. Um, got to work with Kristen and walk around and, and talk to folks. There's content all over Flat Track Futures. Um, go check it out. Give them a follow. And uh, fourth event next year, uh, you guys need to turn out because it's going to be awesome as well. In one class, we talked, actually, you called me after the races, and you said you've never seen the open class before. Kind of a run what you brung, so singles versus the twins. Um, sometimes, you know, there's different opinions on that, but how did you think it played out down there at Traveler's Rest? As someone who never really, you know, I, I started watching this stuff going to nationals, right? And they don't, they don't run them together, so... I was super confused at first. Um, I never really, I hadn't been to a ton of outlaw races. Like, count on one hand how many I've really been to. And uh, I was like, what's going on? Did they mess up? Like, but then I realized that that was actually what, what the series is or what the class is. So I loved it. I, it when it was fascinating to me, that the 450s were able to keep up with a, you know, I mean, it's, obviously it's a smaller track, so that makes sense. But like, I, I didn't realize uh, how competitive they still could be. Uh, on those smaller tracks and it was fun to watch for sure it, it's different when you're at a grand national you can watch the times and they could be almost identical between the single and the twin mm-hmm. it's just where they both utilize their power like a Absolutely. twin will utilize it more on a straightaway the singles maybe will you'll know, have more momentum and more speed to the corner so right. it, it works out pretty pretty close and not just the difference in the equipment itself right but the riders who are, who's riding the equipment right how they're handling and riding that bike as well just super fun to watch super cool uh, to see for the first time, in my opinion. And uh, I don't know. I, it was cool, too, that you know a 450 rider, just like the amateurs, get to ride on the same track. It's cool that a 450 rider can enter an event like that and run that class and run with a twins rider, too. So I thought that was pretty awesome. And it kind of lets you see where you stack up against the best of the best. And I, I like it, too. Um, one thing that came out last Friday, right after we posted the podcast, was the 2020 revised AFT schedule. Did you see it? Yeah, we definitely had a feeling this one was coming around, and uh, it dropped as soon as we dropped the podcast. So uh, we'll talk about it this week. We'll probably get into it more here in the next coming weeks because we have a few things planned. I definitely saw it. Nine double headers. They're going to get attempt to get all 18 in. But I got to ask you, what was your first impression when you saw this 2020 revised schedule? My first impression is there's still a few question marks. There's three to be announced races. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have an, a better understanding or a better opinion when those three come out. I do like that we're starting in Volusia, a track that has never had a Grand National as far back as I can remember. I'd have to double check that with Bert Sumner, the, the, the guru on all the stats. But that's going to be interesting. I do like that they're running 18 rounds, you know, starting in July, you know, late, almost mid-July. We're still going to get 18 rounds in. Uh, the first thing that popped in my mind, though, when I saw that, only two miles, both of them yeah. at Springfield, back-to-back. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, that means a lot of short tracks. Uh, the last race of the year doesn't have what it is. It says Daytona Beach, but we don't know if it's going to be a short track. We don't know if they're going to make it a TT or, you know, maybe if that falls through, might have to go back to Volusia or maybe they're waiting to see how Volusia does. Uh, so we'll see. Um, 
I don't mind the schedule. I'm excited for it. I feel bad for the California, the West Coast fans because we're not going out there at all. I think the furthest west we're going to go is Texas. Yeah. So for for the California racers, it's going to be tough. You know, yeah. I think a lot of people are going to have to 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 shack up and stay at Sammy Sabedra's house. You know, because that's what <laughs> some of those guys do. Yeah, man. I, I've heard all kinds of rumors. I've heard that the two events at the end of the year are rumored to be the short track. Um, but yeah, the fact that there's no miles, especially on that singles in the singles class. Is, it could be interesting. You know, it, it's great that there's one TT for Shayna, but with no miles, um, I, I don't know if that's... It, it still gives her an advantage, I think, a little bit um, to, to win a championship this year. More of an advantage than she's had in past in, in years past without uh, with less TTs to run, but without the miles, right? Like, it'll be interesting for sure. Kudos to them for getting it out. Um, kudos to them for still getting in 18. Other racing series are running less events. Um, so it's 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 good to see them trying to get all 18 in. And some some other sporting you know organizations are going to have sporting events without fans. Yeah, we're going to have fans at all the races, and they will be all uh, broadcast on the NBC uh, Gold Package uh, for you know next to nothing. Yeah, you do have to pay a little bit, but keep in mind it's still cheaper than going to the races. If you can't make it to the races, it's still going to be live racing. It's not fans choice. Fans choice is all gone, but now you can still tune in on, on the, on the gold package on NBC sports. Uh, and then of course they'll be on TV uh, in the next following you know weeks after the races are run. You talked a little bit about the schedule uh, with Michael Locke. I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit more and we will be hearing from him as we get closer to the start of the 2020 season here in mid July. Um, but yeah, man, I, th- I think that compared to past news weeks, this was a pretty big busy one huh yeah i mean that's a lot going on i mean it definitely helped that the schedule dropped and it definitely helped that there was a huge race at traveler's rest so we definitely had some stuff to talk about but uh man i'm super excited about what we have going on for this podcast this to me was one of the most exciting things there was a lot of news that dropped in the past week but we started to see these little social posts and the minute i saw the first one i, I messaged scott it's like what the hell is this about do you know anything and he's like uh not really and then we started like seeing more posts, not just from Brian Smith or Jared Mees. We started seeing older riders, former past champions, like the legends of the sport, Scotty Parker, Jay Springsteen, Chris Carr. And you started seeing this stuff from one of our good buddies, right? He was posting a lot of this social stuff too, huh? Yeah, Terry Reimer was kind of pushing a lot of it. And so that kind of, it threw up a red flag to me. I'm like, I know he's he doesn't have a full-time job anymore. I was like, so what's going on here? Um, so I texted him, and instead of texting me right back, he called me. He said, hey, man, and we kind of talked it over, and I got a hold of you, and we yep. decided, well, let's make a show of it. Um, here we go. What, what, I, what I think is cool is the, it's the Flat Track Fight Club. Say that 10 times. I can't even say it one time without <laughs> you know stepping on my tongue, but they're pitting four of the best riders, you know, the, the veteran riders against four of the current riders, and just adding things up. Uh, quickly, 20 Grand National Championships in the Vet Riders and seven if you count all of Jared's championships. And Sammy kind of has a singles championship, but seven championships in the current Riders. 236 wins with the Veterans, 94 or 96 wins, depending on how you how you look at the, uh, the current Riders, because Ryan Sipes has won two Nationals. Yes, they're in the AFT singles class, but that's still two National wins. Sure they're is. not considered Grand National wins to, you know, some people will argue that. Anyway, it's either 94, 96 wins up against 236 wins. I don't know much more about that. That's pretty much all I know. So that's why we decided to have Terry Reimer on here and a couple of guys that are racing in this thing on this on this episode. This is some of the most fun I've had 
recording an episode. Uh, I can't wait for the people to hear this. I uh, hope you guys enjoy. Flat Track Fight Club. How did we get here? Where did it all come from? Well, to find out more, I'm going to call up my buddy Terry Reimer because I saw a post a little while back. Uh, I texted Terry Reimer, and he called me right back. So let's bring in the man himself. Terry Reimer, what's going on, bud? Oh, and for me, these days, not a lot. Uh, yeah. Trying to stay involved, you know, <laughs> cutting, cutting the lawn a lot, you know, working on motorcycles, riding a little bit, golfing a little bit. Are, are you getting some honeydews done since we're, we've been in the, oh, it's, it's, the pandemic it's, uh, and stuff? Yeah, the list is long, and, and uh, I don't know how I, how I ever got anything done when I had a job. right i feel you so a little while back maybe about a week ago or so i started seeing all these social media posts and you were really pushing the the issue uh it seemed like more than anybody else so i sent you a text message you responded with the phone call and that's that's when i decided we got to have a show about the fat track uh flat track fight club so uh let's talk it over right now first off whose idea was this well, it's actually you know, it's not my idea. A friend of mine that you probably know as well came from the motocross side of things, Rob Bidos. He's an announcer for uh, AMA Outdoor Motocross and Supercross, mm-hmm. has been for years, and works right. for uh, Le Mans and does contract work. He's a great announcer. And uh, he put together Moto Fight Club, and you probably are familiar with that, you know, and that yep. went over yep. really well. Uh, they did good. They raised a lot of money for a lot of charities. And uh, I watched it myself. We had a little party and watched it, and we really enjoyed it. And so we're sitting there talking. I called Rob, and Rob said, hey, Reimer, let's do Flat Track Fight Club. And I said, let me help. I'm in. He goes, I need you to help me because I, I know motocross, but I don't know flat track. So so that's exactly how it started. And uh, I we, we kind of all collectively, you know, I come up with a list of riders and, and – uh, um, we got through that and then, uh, we picked a date and now I'm just in charge of kind of, uh, herding the cats and, uh, um, promoting it and trying to, you know, get it down the road. And it's coming up on Tuesday, June 9th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. We'll give you guys the link and the information to, to log on to that in just a little bit. Um, how did you pick the riders? There are eight riders and I believe it's four from the past and four from the present. So tell me who the eight riders are and how they were picked. Well, it, number one, I called Chris Carr and, uh, you know, and Scotty Parker had to have them and I wanted Springer. So I got a hold of Parker and he got a hold of Springer and kind of, kind of talked Jay into it, you know, and mm-hmm. Jay's fired up. He's ready to do it. Um, and then we picked Joe Cop because, you know, he's still relevant. He's still out there, but he's not racing anymore. And, uh, you know, he's got a, a championship as well. So uh, he, I thought that was a good fit, you know. And uh, honestly, you know, and, I, and like I said, I, I talked with, I called Jared, of course, you know, and got him. And I thought, well, you know, I have to have Sammy if I got Jared because we got to have that going on. And then Brian Smith said, heck, yeah, I'm in. That sounds like fun. And uh, we we kind of went with Ryan Sipes on the newer side of things because, you know, he's going to bring a lot of uh, 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 the moto and off-road guys 
to, to watch it. And that's, I think, a, a real positive right there. So that's why we brought him in, and he's excited, and uh, he's, he's got a big following. So, you know, then, then we decided, obviously, our, our charity of choice that we're going to raise money for is Class of 79 because I've supported them from the beginning, and, and we all have, and that's just such a, such a great thing they're doing. Charlie Roberts is doing a heck of a job. And i, I got to tell you a funny story. I really do. Okay. Uh, I was talking with Rob Bidos and I said, Rob says, Hey, I think he got the idea. Honestly, I think he got the idea from Jared Mees to race bull tacos. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and I said, bull tacos. I said, that's cool because it'd be an equalizer. You know what I mean? Right. So, uh, I says, I know the guy that has the, the pulse of the bull taco world. You know what I mean? I know him. His name's Chris Hawkins. I said, you know what? I'm going to call – I'm going to – I don't have Chris's number, but I'm going to call Chris Carr and get Chris Hawkins' number, okay? So I dial up Chris Carr. I call him on the phone, and, at, and you know, Chris, he only has a home phone. So I call mm-hmm. his home phone, and, yes, and the, guy, the guy answers the phone, Chris Hawkins, and I went, yeah, whatever, you know what I mean? How'd you know I was looking for him? He goes, no, Terry, really, this is Chris Hawkins. He was at Chris Carr's house. <laughs> they were delivering a bull taco somewhere. Perfect. So perfect. It was perfect. And he knew all the players. He rounded up all the bull tacos, and that's all in play. And and uh, so uh, my my friends at Dunlop are furnishing all the tires, so all the tires will be the same. And uh, so it's 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 coming together really nice. You know, that's just a story where it's kind of meant to be. You know. Absolutely. So speaking of Chris Carr, let's give him a call on his home line because he doesn't have a cell phone anymore. I don't know anybody in the world that doesn't have a cell phone, but let's call this guy up. The seven-time champ, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of 78 Grand Nationals and my former announcing partner, Chris Carr. What's going on, bud? Uh, Not much, Scotty. How are you doing? Man, I'm fantastic. It's been a little bit uh, too long since I've seen you. Uh, I cannot wait to to see you put your leg over a motorcycle and race again. So thanks for taking the time to talk to us about this. Um, is it true that you're going to race again? I mean, that's what I'm seeing. I just saw a social media post the other day, and, and you had your bicycle out there, but you're revving it up like a bull taco and hitting the compression release. Well, you know, here in eastern Pennsylvania, that things are locked down still a little bit, that we don't go from red to yellow until June 5th which is just in time to get me out of the get me out of the county over to over to wherever we're running this thing. So uh, I'm looking forward to to getting out there and I figured, you know, if I if I can't really get out and ride a bull taco, I can at least pretend I am. Uh because you know, the reality is racing's, you know, 90% mental and 10% physical. And uh so I I'm mentally getting prepared. And, uh, you know, I picked a purple, purple little bike because I, I think I remember Sammy Halbert riding one that was purple at one time. And I figured, you know, I'm going up against him. You know, he's one of the top guys today. I'll, I'll get myself ready for this thing. Well, that sounds good. And speaking of Sammy Halbert, Sammy is your uh, 2011 AFT singles champion, number 69 on the AFT Super Twins class. Let's bring him in right now. Ladies and gentlemen, slamming Sammy Halbert. Sammy, what's going on, bud? Hey, guys, not too much. What, what have you been doing, kind of just hanging out and laying low? I mean, I haven't seen much about you. I guess you raced last weekend at Traveler's Rest. How, how'd that go? Yeah, man, I've been busy, like, um, just just busy with the training and the riding and, and a few side projects here and there, and then, uh, like, some racing here and there um, starting to pop up. And, uh, yeah, Traveler's was pretty cool. 
um, was good to get out there and shake it down with the with the team and get a little more used to working with Kenny Coolbath. Man, like such a such a good guy to work with. So blessed to have him on the team with me. And um, yeah, it went all right. Like Saturday, I kind of I wrecked a bike and like it flipped and stuck throttle wide open. And series of issues Saturday ended up ended up like fifth and seventh and. Uh, probably should have shifted up in the main. I had my gearing so far off, but uh, we stuck around for Sunday and grabbed a win. So that was cool. Um, ended on a high note and um, kind of know, found some, some stuff that it was good to learn before we get into the nationals. So I was happy with that and yeah, happy with how we ended up and just stuck around there an extra day as well and, and rode my framer and stuff. So just, just kind of getting settled back into home now and, awesome. and stuff like that. Awesome. Definitely records to checkers in one weekend. So tell me, how did you get roped into this whole deal, this flat track fight club deal? Man, Terry Reimer called me and I was like, why is this guy calling me? I don't ride Harley's anymore. (laughs) 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 But but yeah, no, he was telling me about it. And and for sure, it didn't take long to say, you know, 100% on me and such a unique opportunity. I mean, I've been pretty fortunate that I've been able to race with, with, um, with Chris Carr and Jay Springsteen and Joe Kopp. Um, I mean, Springsteen only a little bit at the tail end of his career, but never raced with Parker. So, I mean, it's it's just a pretty unique deal. So, you know, I had to jump all over that. Right on. All right, let's go back to Terry Reimer. Terry, uh, tell us about how this is all going down. You know, where's it at? And have you guys locked in a race format yet? Well, uh, it's undisclosed as far as location goes. Uh, we're trying to uh, – social distance you know and that's just kind of the thing these days and it's at a secluded racetrack that has a gate that will be locked we've got a great film crew hired uh it's going to be live on fight.tv um and you'll let people know about that but i would really encourage everyone to watch the monday night it's going to be a smackdown it's going to be a round table over a fire probably some beers because parker's going to be there and mm-hmm. they're going to talk about old stories and we're going to bring up some of the, they're going to bring up some of the, the things that have happened between the rivalries in the past. And, uh, and they're going to do a little ribbon about the following night, you know, the race, but that particular round table is free on fight.tv on Monday night, the eighth, I believe it's at uh six Eastern. Okay. And that's on their and, Facebook or is that on their website, Terry, before you go on? That's all, it's on their website. You go to okay. fight.tv, it's there. And I'll, I'll be okay. posting links. You know, I'm, I'm hosting the uh, Flat Track Fight Club Facebook page, Instagram, and Twitter. So you can follow it all on there. I'm going to th- be throwing out a lot more information as it goes. Okay. And, uh, uh, yeah, like I say, it's an undisclosed track. Can't tell you where it is. It doesn't really matter. But it's going to be fun to watch. And, and uh, I just encourage everyone to tune in and uh, enjoy it. Because we're really we're going to raise money for class of seventy nine, and I'm also going to have Raymond Rizzo there. We're going to help him out a little bit along the way with his finding the finish, because nice. these are just important people in the world of flat track, and we want to include them. And so you know, every everybody that that participates, there's going to be lots of uh, auctions. Charlie's going to have uh, the steel shoes. You wait, you see those that are being made. You know. Uh, Gary from Light Shoe has graciously donated all the steel shoes for this event. They're going to be run, and then they're going to be autographed, and he's going to auction them off for the charity. Awesome. That's all good stuff. And just keep posting stuff on how we can you know, bid on those items for sure, right, Terry? Yeah, and Charlie will do a good job of that, you know, because okay. he – 
He really does. It's that's, this is this is we wanted to include him. Uh, he was a little he was a little torqued. I'm not kidding because uh, like because he didn't get the ride. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. We all know Charlie. He wants to race. He wants to be yep. a part of everything. So that's all right. That's awesome. That is all right. All right. So let's go to Chris Carr. Chris, um, have you heard about the format? And can you tell us a little bit about it? Or is it even is it even finalized? Uh, I think uh, it's it's near finalization. Um, what I understand is that there's going to be match races. You're going to kind of have a legends bracket and a today's stars bracket, and uh, the pairings haven't been announced yet. But I, I believe it's best two out of three um, match races one on one. So you know, I, I, Terry's got a better idea on some of that stuff since this is his baby. Um, but I, uh, I, I'm looking forward to lining up with whoever I got to line up with. It's been a long time since I raced against Parker, a little less time since Springsteen. And, uh, I raced a few years ago against cop on tacos at Springfield. So, uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, I got to get through some heavy hitters to even think about riding against some of these young guys, right. you know? Right. And, and yeah. so it should be a lot of fun. So let's go back to Terry. Is it going to be old guys versus young guys in the first round, or or, or how does that no, work out, Terry? I, no, I've, I've I've got it all worked out, and uh, I'm going to be announcing it. It'll be going out, but it's going to be, yeah. There's going to be. Uh, uh, how about you heard it here first? You want that, okay. Scotty? Yes. Yeah, that's okay. why we called you, man. That's why we called the man, Terry Reimer. <laughs> first pairing, we're going to have uh, Chris Carr and Scott Parker. Oh, right out of the gate, man! You're killing me. Wow. Right out of the gate. Woo. Then obviously it's going to be uh, Springer versus Cop. All right. And so what about okay. what about the young guys? Okay, we got the first. The, the first pairing is going to be Jared Meese and Sammy Halbert. Ooh. Easy. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> <laughs> a boy. Love it. I love you it. Tell him. And, th- and, and then obviously we've got Brian Smith paired with uh, Ryan Sipes, okay? Okay. And All like right. I say, it's best out of three format. I'm going to throw this out right now. I'm going to find an official, uh, a, a referee that's that's going <laughs> to – there's going to yeah. be some – Probably some some crafty riding going on, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna have to monitor that a little bit. But I'll, I've got a good person in mind for that. All right. And so anyway, so you got you got you know three laps, best out of best out of three. Then you go on to a semifinal, and the semifinal is uh, best of three four laps. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that gets pared down to a final, which you know I, I really haven't decided on the final yet. You know, whether it's going to be 50 laps or, you know, uh, uh, four races. Man, Terry, I can hold my breath for three or four laps, but I can't hold it for 50, dude. I'm telling you. Yeah. I don't think the Botacos can either. Right, right. Exactly. Wow. No, we'll we'll disclose that at a later date, though. All right. So, Chris, just found it out right here. Talk about it. You're going to line up against your former factory Harley Davidson teammate, your arch rival. Uh, you two are the winningest riders in history and have the most championships. How exciting is that for the first round? Well, it's a pretty tall order. You know, I chased that son of a gun around for, for 15 years and, uh, you know, but it's been 20 years since I, re- I chased him. Right. So, uh, I, you know, it kind of changes things a little bit and I'm, I'm looking forward to the challenge. I mean, 
I know he's been out there training on the lake with all his buddies there in Michigan, you know, doing the 12 ounce <laughs> curls by the, by the bucket full. But, uh, I know that, you know, 20, 25 years ago, that didn't slow him down. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's exactly. going to, he's going to be tough to beat because he's Scott Parker. He's won a lot of races and a lot of championships. So that's gonna, that's going to be tough right out of the gate. Absolutely. So let's go back to Sammy. Sammy, just a moment ago, you kind of said first round is going to be easy for you. You're going up against Meese, the slammer and the jammer. I think no matter where I've been announcing, you two seem to always find each other and bang off each other. Do you think there's going to be some bumping and banging going on here at the uh, Flat Track Fight Club? I mean, it is a short track, and yeah, we've been known to get into it on a few short tracks here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, be good to start off with some with some intensity. I mean, uh, you know, it's it's like a, exciting. Like, kind of kind of a, seems like it would be a fun race, but then you start with that lineup, <laughs> pretty much throws the throws it right out the window, and it's full on fight mode right from the first race for me. It sounds like. So, so Sammy, the first round, who do you think has the advantage, the old guys or the younger guys, or does it does it matter? I mean, I mean, I think every race is is pretty much stacked, but who do you think has has the advantage going into this first round? Uh, I mean. Like I've never rode a bull taco before, and and you know um, they're they're an old bike, uh, so I mean I think you know and the, the legends that are racing with us they're 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 legends for a reason. They're pretty crafty, and and um, so I'm sure they'll figure out how to get everything you know everything you can out of these bull tacos. So uh, hard to say like how it's going to shake out. We're all um they're pretty you know old and small bikes, but we're all pretty like nope. smaller guys. So I think we'll be able to get around pretty good. All right, so let's go back to Terry for just a second. You can't tell me where the track is, even though I'm trying to I'm trying to drive to it somehow. I'm going to find it. Um, tell me about what kind of surface it is and um, how big is the track. Well, it's it's bigger than an eighth and smaller than a mile. Okay. <laughs> wow! Thanks. That that narrows it down. All right. So can you tell uh, me the, the the surface? It's 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 gonna be a, it's dirt. Uh, it's <laughs> dirt. It's dirt. It's flat track <laughs> is on dirt. It's dirt. <laughs> Don't matter what kind of surface right. it is. Rumble right. tacos. We're gonna have fun. All right. So it's so gonna Chris. be fun. I'll tell you what. It's gonna be a perfect track for this event. <laughs> let me put it that way. All right, Chris Carr. When 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 you announced with me, you would make fun of some people running the peewee line down on the bottom. Is that where you're going to be racing at this event? Are you going to you going to man up and go to the top side, or do you know yet? Well, I mean, I haven't seen the track. Heck, they won't even tell me where it is. Okay. You know, right. so right. I, I I got no idea. So you know, when you get out there and you get on the line, and I'm assuming we're going to get a little bit of practice or something the day before. Hell, I don't know. But uh, you you ride where it takes to win, and if it takes the peewee line, then so be it. If you can, if I can go to the cushion, and uh, that's the fastest way around for me, then I'm going to go to the cushion. Um, you know, you got to do what it do what it takes, because in the end, it don't matter how you get there as long as you get to the checker flag first. That's right. I just remember you used to always yeah. give people a hard time when they're running around the bottom. So uh, I did that. I did that more when I was racing, and it was young guys riding around the bottom, and I passed their ass on the outside. That's <laughs> you know that that's yeah. you know more when I was a racer. Okay. But uh, I was a little bit more PC when I was in the announcers booth with you. Yeah, I I remember. You got to keep it, you know, politically correct. There's people listening all around the world. So, uh, Sammy. So I'm Albert. sorry I said ass. Okay, I apologize. 
That's right. We're live on the internet. So there you go. You can say whatever you want. So Sammy, if you end up battling one of these old timers, who would you want to battle and why? Man, uh, that's a great that's question. That's a tough one. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's between Parker and Springsteen. I mean, uh, yeah, man, either one of those guys, like I'd love to battle. And then, um, and for, for sure, it would just be be awesome to ride with with Parker and Springsteen, um, just because I haven't really rode with those guys much, and um, and they're such mm-hmm. like legends in my eyes, you know. Um, and if Sammy, that's a great top. answer because you don't want no part of me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. So, 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 Sammy, what would it mean to beat some of these? These, you know, the older guys, Parker, Carr, Springer, or Cop. What would that mean? I know you and you and Cop are, are kind of rivals, both from the state of Washington. But what would it? I know you've raced each other probably more than any of the other guys. Um, what would that mean to beat, you know, Parker, Carr, Springer, and, you know, and and win this thing? Oh man, I mean, it would just it would just be good to to, to win it, regardless for sure. But um, I don't want to let it go and toot my horn too much. Like, oh, I beat Parker and Springsteen when we're, we're just like when they're they're coming out of retirement to to race with us and, and help put on a show for for everyone, um, you know who, who knows what's gonna happen. Like those guys might spank me. We're on vintage bikes and and uh, you know those guys might spank me. I'm just I'm looking forward to the challenge like always and um, and just the experience of racing with 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 those guys. Like I said, it's just gonna be cool to. to I mean, I haven't seen Springer in a while at all. Like it'll be cool to see him and. Uh, and and shoot the shit with all the guys on the on the night before and 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 whatnot. So I I don't know what it would mean to to beat them, but um, just looking forward to the experience as a whole. I would say. All right. So Sammy, have you seen the motorcycles yet, or do you, have you picked yours up, or do you you get to see them when you get there? So I think the way the bikes are going to work is they're going to have a, a whole like dozen or so of them there, and and that we're going to kind of do a random draw on the bikes, and so so um. And they're going to try and make the bikes, you know, close, I think. But, but those things, they're not going to – there's no way to make those things identical. I sat on one in Traveler's Rest this weekend, and they're they're different, man. I sat on it, and I was like, whoa. As soon as I sat on it, I felt bad for Sipes. I was like, he's not going to know <laughs> what to do on this thing. Like, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's a weird <laughs> – it's a weird feeling. Uh, it's a weird, weird feel to – I mean, for a flat tracker, like, we can get used to it, but – but uh, it's definitely a different feel, kind of, kind of thing, and kind of, kind of an older bike for sure. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. So the Boltaco shift on the right side—that's what's you know one thing that's very different. You got a compression release on the left side that helps slow the bike down. But uh, Terry, let's talk more about the motorcycles. You said there's going to be quite a few of them. Um, will the rider be stuck with that particular one motorcycle for the entire event, or uh, well, if, if it's I if it's a if, dud, can yep. he switch? Uh, there'll only be backups just in case. And, uh, we'll be, we'll determine what, what that just in case is. You know what I mean? Um, they're, they're, uh, going to, like Sammy said, there's going to be a drawing. Okay. Each bike's going to be numbered. You're going to pull a number out of a hat and that's the bike you get. Okay. All right. And you need to go to work on your gearing. You need to go to work on your settings and whatever it is you can do. Mountain number plate for you. Mount number plates on them and bring handlebars if you want. You know, whatever you need to do, just uh, game on, you know. Okay. I'm sure so, I'm sure Jared will have a bottle of something in his pocket to put on the tires, you know. Well, yeah, yeah. And can, oh, can he – 
you didn't say that out loud, but can, can these guys bring tuners or are they supposed to work on their own bikes and ride their own bikes? No, there'll be people there to tune. They can bring, they can bring a tuner. They can bring someone to help them. Yeah, absolutely. They all know that. Okay. Yeah. And, and they can yeah. pour stuff on their tires if they want to. Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> that was just oh. a bad joke. I was just wondering. So, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Who, who's well, I do know the over? guy where he got that from. Exactly. That's the next question. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, too. Who, who's Tolbert <laughs> going to work for? Is he going to work for Mace, or is he going to work for Carr? Tolbert? I don't know if he – that's a good question. We ought we to gotta get Kenny there. Yeah. Yeah, I bet you I bet you he'll be yanking the lips out of largemouth bass down in Texas about the time this is going exactly. on. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly so Mises tuner's not coming, or at least his head crew chief is not coming. Uh Chris, are you bringing somebody with you to work on your bike? Yeah, my wife's gonna work on my bike for me and I'm gonna hold the leash on the dog. All right. That sounds good. Uh are, are your is your family coming? Uh or are you just going solo, just you and your wife? I I don't know. I'll see if they got to work. You know, it's a it's a Tuesday night. I think right. uh, one of my one of my boys is back to work by then, so uh, good, might have good. to might have to figure out how to do that without him. All right, Sammy, is anybody from Team Nyla coming to help you out, or are you on your own? No, I was just planning on uh, going out there on my own. Um, you know, just a little botaco shouldn't be too hard. All right. <laughs> so so. Um, how can people watch this, Terry? You want to answer that again for us? Well, there'll be lots of uh, posts on Facebook and Instagram. Click here, and uh, it'll take you right to it. Or, you know, you, you, what you the biggest challenge you're going to need is findfight.tv on your Roku, on your TV. It's, 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 it's a channel that's out there. It's international. The thing's going to be filmed worldwide. And just findfight.tv. Google it, whatever you got to do, get with your local provider and uh, subscribe to that race event. And I'd encourage you to uh, subscribe to the Monday night round table. That's going to be a lot of fun, you know, okay. and that'll kind of give you an idea of how to get tuned in for the Tuesday night race. Perfect. And so Monday, Easy, Monday, easiest way to excuse me. Sorry uh, uh, okay. there, Scotty, for interrupting you. But for, for those out there who've got a pen and paper, it's www. F I T E dot TV and yes. dial that up and you go in. It's not f- fight spelled F-I-G-H. the way you would get in a, right. Yeah. Okay. It's F I T E dot TV. Okay. And it's free to watch the, the round table discussion going around the campfire on Monday night. There is a small fee for Tuesday night and then follow along with the auctions as well. It's going to help the rookies of 79. Uh, Chris Carr, do you have any final uh, comments or any questions for Sammy or Terry? Well, I, I do have a question for Sammy. I, and, and this is um, not to be glib or anything like that. I mean, I, I, I remember, so there's going to be a little pre-ramble on this. Not amble, but pre-ramble. I know that when I raced against uh, Scotty, I mean, uh, excuse me, Sammy, years ago, you know, early in his career, it was tough to beat a guy like me. And then as I got older and he got better, beating Chris Carr was, uh, wasn't as tough as it used to be. But going into an event like this, I'm curious as to your mindset if – 
you know, getting on the bull taco for the first time for you, how confident are you to be able to, to compete heads up with the older guys like Parker Springsteen cop and myself on something that you've never really ridden before? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a lot of unknowns. Um, especially like when I sat on it, Oh, this is going to be weird to, to get the hang of, but, but I'm pretty confident that I think I give her a few laps and, I mean, I, I think I'll get the hang of it pretty quick. I mean, I could be wrong, but, but yeah, I'm pretty confident that I'll, I'll get the hang of it pretty quick. And, uh, you know, depending on how the bike draw works and as long as, you know, the bikes are, you know, I don't like get a lemon or whatever, like that I'll be in the mix. Um, you know, I know, uh, I know you've raced it before the bull taco and whatnot. So I know, uh, I know you'll be a threat on that thing for sure. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I think, um, I think that, you know, I, feel pretty confident on short tracks. I might be able to pull out a few of my sneaky Sammy tricks and uh, get you at the line. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Great question, Chris Carr. That was awesome. Sammy, do you have any, do you have a question for Chris or do you have any final thoughts? Man, uh, well, yeah, what's your, what's your training program, Chris, going into this race? <laughs> well, my training program is quite a bit different than Scotty Parker's. I will tell you that, uh, it's quite a bit different. Um, you know, again, mental preparation. I will say that I have dropped a few pounds since I was first invited to this. So for me to really, you know, throw out what it takes for a 53 year old ex racer, you know, a lot kind of depends on how bad the joints hurt when you wake up in the morning as to what your training regimen for the day is. So I'm going to, I've been, uh, uh, taking Geritol on a regular basis. <laughs> I've been, um, I've been lubing up and I, I, I wash it down, not with Red Bull, like back when I was racing, but I actually take a swig of WD 40 to loosen nice. up the joints and the ligaments just a little bit so that I can actually get out there and go for a jog, which it used mm-hmm. to be a run, but now it's a jog. So, you know, uh, it, it kind of varies, you know, and, uh, I'm looking for the opportunity to, to show off my training road regimen on June 9th. I love it. Show you Sammy. kids how it's done. Hopefully. <laughs> Sammy, do you have any final I thoughts? I gotta say though, they're, they, they're racing for belts. There's title belts here and they're going to be cool. All right. Sammy, before we leave, Fight you got any final thoughts? Man, I'm just thinking about that first matchup with knees and, you know, he's, you know, he's usually pretty good, but I just wonder on these little bikes, if his big head is going to slow him down too much. <laughs> That's awesome. Awesome. Card, you got any final thoughts? Hey, tune in June 9th. It's going to be fun. No matter who wins, whether it's a legend or a young rider, it's a great cause. We're going to have a lot of fun in the process. We're going to talk a lot of trash, but it's all for a great cause with the, with the charities that uh, have been chosen to, for us to support. Uh, tune in. There's no other flat track going on right now, and uh, it's another, what, two months, almost two months until AFT kicks off. This is uh, better than reruns on TV, I promise you. Absolutely. Well, let's end it with the man that helped get this thing started, Terry Reimer. Uh, Terry, one more question. Is this a one-off event, or are there any more events like this in the future, or do we know yet? 
well, let's see how 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 popular it is, you know. And we'll, uh, we'd love to do more for sure. We really would. Awesome. We'd, we'd, awesome. It, it'd be cool, and I'd I'd be glad to be involved with it. So awesome. Well, Terry, uh, thanks a lot for coming on here and uh, sharing us at least the first round matchup. So we all know that you heard it here first on uh, off the groove. Uh, do you want to say thanks to anybody? And uh, do you have any final words before we let you go? Me, I'd just like to say thanks to uh, Rob Bidos for the opportunity and thanks to all the riders that uh, came aboard with this. These guys have been doing everything they can, sending their boots off, you know, and, and just, you know, making sure that that uh, it's getting out there and that uh, people are going to support it. And it's good, you know, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. It just is. You know, we got, we got some great rivalries from the past and the present, and uh, I'm just really looking forward to it. Awesome. That's Terry Reimer, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. Thanks also to Chris Carr and Sammy Halbert. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you guys soon. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> dude, you, I can see Carter. See, I don't know if you fans know that or not, but yes. I can see Carter on Skype. You were geeking out the whole dude, show. Dude, I was like... You were typing me and cheesing the whole show. Yeah, I was ear-to-ear grin, fist bumps in the air every time uh, Halbert would make a dig or, you know, Carr would talk shit. I was I was loving it. It was great. It's good stuff. And I'm excited to see this damn event, dude. I'm, I, You know, during this interview, I actually went to the website and bought my ticket because I can't miss Already. it. Already? Yeah, yeah. Already. I was on the fence, so, right? Like, I was like, right, I'm right. sure I'll hear about it. Um, I don't even know what the hell it's about. So like, I, but as soon as I like halfway through this interview, I'm like, I, do, 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 fight, bought it right there. Wow, yeah. cool. So, but tune in also on Monday night. That'd be the June the eighth because they're gonna sit around the bonfire and they're gonna tell old stories and talk rivalries and what it was like in the old days. And and you'll hear, you know, Scotty Parker, Jay Springsteen, Chris Carr, J- Joe Cobb, Jared Meese, Brian Smith, Sammy Hubbard, and Ryan Sipes. With no filter. Yeah. We're talking about whatever they want to talk about. I think that's going to be golden. Is that before or after the event? That's the night before the event, oh, Monday night. Boy. The event. Right. So they're going to be digging at each other, too. That's good you stuff. Know, trying to get each other excited for the next race. And now they, they they told everybody who the first round is right now. So they all know Dude. going into it who they got to race in the first round. Did you know that, that he was going to drop that on this episode? Oh, no, I had no idea. That's I was awesome. just I was just trying to get as much information as I could. Yeah. I'm not I'm not I don't even know where the track is. I was trying to get the track information. I mean, I know we can't go, but I wanted to know what kind of track it was yeah. so I could maybe have a pick of who's going to win this thing. I'm with you. Um I think it's all up for grabs. It's going to be great, man. It's going to be fun to watch. Uh it's a little flat track action before we actually get back to the pros racing. Um and and these guys are going to have a lot of fun, I guarantee. You. I'm stoked to see how they like you said it's an equalizer, right? These bull tacos. It'll be interesting to watch for sure. Absolutely. Now, again, that's Tuesday night, June 9th, 2020, 6.30 p.m. Eastern on FITE.TV, Fight.TV. It is the Flat Track Fight Club. Fight, 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 fight. You and your toys. Uh-huh. Um, well, I think that's a, that's a wrap on this one, bro. This is a good one. Next week, we're going to try to get a hold of Kenny Tolbert one more time. Chris Carr just said he's probably already fishing, so we're probably not going to get a hold of him, but we're going to try him again, and then... We might have an extra special guest coming on next week. We only got like one more month to get Tolbert because he's going to start. I mean, if he's not already in race mode, getting ready for the 2020 season, we might have missed the window. I, I, I don't know. I just don't. I don't know. I think he's got me blocked or something because we call him. No, it rings, though. 
It just well, and it doesn't true. go like straight to voicemail, so you know he's not hitting the button to just send you straight to voicemail. But so he probably just sees my name and sits there and laughs. He, I bet he's just sitting there. Every laughing. time it rings, he chuckles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, keep her on four wheels. I'm gonna keep it on two wheels. Everybody else do the same. Thanks for listening. I hope everybody enjoyed this week's episode. It's one of my favorites that we've done so far. Smash that like button. Tell all your friends about Off the Groove. Uh, we got something new coming up here for uh, maybe some support for Off the Groove. We'll have to keep working on that. We'll tease that again this week. Teaser, teaser. All right, Carter. Have a good week. You do the same, bro. Talk to everybody next Friday right here on Off the Groove. Peace. Nice uh, pink bicycle. You like that, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm. <laughs>